Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for joining us today. As always, find us at pathdesign.com, all those things. Um, and of course, here on YouTube, we're doing so many videos. All the audio episodes, though, are extracted out of these videos and put on pathdesign.com. If you would prefer to put on some earbuds and just listen to that while you're working or whatever. Repaired and redeemed is what we're talking about today. And I'm giving a little bit of a personal testimony of who I've been in a tiny measure. You don't want to know all my junk, but this is just for a purpose of reminding us all that we have issues. Last night we met across the street at the church here, and we just opened up a gathering for our community or anyone else who wants to come, doesn't much matter. And we just talked last night. I shared about this verse in Psalm 107, verse 2. And about a tiny bit about what I'm sharing here, about my testimony of my life and how I've been freed from anxiety, fear, and, and uh, unsanctified imagination. And we just talked last night, and it was so beautiful, just a few of us that gathered, just talking about how wonderful it is. And maybe you've been in a gathering like this, I hope you have, where you or someone else, for that matter, might share something that's truly Truly doing what the Bible talks about, which is confessing our sins one to another, which is very rare in the body of Messiah today. We all think we have to just be our best, be our best. How you doing, brother? Good. God's good all the time. And it's what it's made is it's made a church that's so closed off, fearful, and at arm's length from one another, we don't have any intimacy. Our families don't even have intimacy anymore, like blood families. We've become a, a, an individual people who just seek Jesus in our own way and fist bump now and then. We're so disconnected as humanity. It's, it's, it's very troubling, but I believe the Father will redeem that as well. Speaking of redemption, he, he's a unifier God according to his ways and parameters. But we talked last night across the road just about how, and I gave examples of how I've been in gatherings where one time specifically, I shared this in much greater measure with some people that I loved about how the Father had freed me of, of this bondage and, and stronghold of, 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 of all these issues in my life to specific to this I'm about to share. And other brothers start crying and just saying things I never would have imagined they would say. Well, why? Because they felt free to share because someone else just cracked the door open. And I'm just telling you, a lot of times that's all it takes because what we talked about, we had people from my son who's nine to individuals who are in their 70s yesterday, and the story's the same across the board. We all have these issues in us. We all have these hidden places in us that we just don't want anybody to know, that we don't want anyone to see. And we think through the power and control of the enemy, just keep it in the dark, don't let anyone know, and you'll be safe there. And it's just false safety, and it's, and it's in darkness, and it's got to come out because, friend, when it comes out, other people come out. Other people say, huh, it's a chain reaction is what I shared specifically. It's this chain reaction of a biblical principle. You know what? Like this brother did that night, man, just started weeping saying, I hate who I am. I can't stand I'm always trying to please others. I'm trying to be a manly man and all this. And like, I, it blew my mind. I'm like, man, I didn't think that guy would have had any issues like this. He was just like me. 
And friends, that's where we all are. It would do us well to remember that when we, when we want ourselves to just hold back and restrain because we don't want to look like the guy who has problems. We all have problems. So let's jump back to where I was um, when we wrapped up part one, where I was in this gathering about six years ago. And, and basically, in a nutshell, I have this, I have this physical issue. I have a, a skeletal, uh, I don't know, issue. My, I have an inverted chest. People who know me real well know this, but I've kept it secret for most of my life because of what I just said. I don't want to, I don't want to stand out. I don't want to bring attention. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be like everybody else, even though I know I'm not in many, many ways. But in that light, in that way, man, I just want to go to the pool and like be normal. Or I just want to hug someone or, or someone points at me and like touches me. Oh, oh, right. Guarded, guarded. I even, and, and as far, and you can think this is ridiculous or you can introvert that, that looking at me and say, man, is there anything in me that does that? Which is what I'm hoping this does. It is utter foolishness. I will admit it's foolishness, but also equally true in bondage and fear. I didn't even want to raise my hands and praise the Father because if you're, if you're sitting over there and you look here and you see me, you're going to see. You're going to see my concave chest. And you can't be a man unless you have a buff chest. If you have a buff chest, man, you're a, you're a man. So all these issues through my whole life now. Listen, man, I'm 47 years old now, okay? This, this is still something I have to face every day of my life. Identity. Identity. Who am I? Even now, even now where I am in any level of spiritual maturity, I have to be guarded and careful in the sense of I'm not, I cannot let this creep back into my life. I cannot let my mind go to that place of a distorted view and vantage point of my identity in Messiah, giving power back to the enemy. So, so that night in that living room six years ago, I, although reluctantly and kind of just, Ugh, I said, I don't know, maybe it's this. And I confessed it out of my mouth, embarrassed myself, which is foolish, I know, but true. And my wife knew right away. That's it. She knew all along. And others in the room, let's pray about that. Let's pray into that and ask the Father what he would show us. Long story short, some that night and then a journey from there on, I realized, and see, please pay attention to how all this makes sense. I realized I was projecting all of that horrible self-image, anxiety, control, fear onto my son, onto him. Because he has the exact same skeletal makeup as I do. And I hated that. Not for me, for him. Because see, when I grew up, nobody talked to me about it. Nobody told me, Joel, you're different. This is what's, what's going on with you. This, this, I had to look it up for myself. Nobody really walked me through that. I was just weird and didn't know why. Well, I didn't want that for my son. And although subliminal, I would admit it was for the most part, it played a factor and a role into all of my fear and anxiety that the, the enemy that had used against me for so long, I began to put it onto him. And the Father and his goodness and his kindness raises up my son 
to have all these physical issues with his breathing, with his food allergies. So much so that one time I accidentally gave him um, buttermilk pancake batter. Even though we are so strict, so careful, always watching food ingredients, I slipped up one time. 30 minutes later, he's on my wife's lap, turning blue as I floor it to the ER. All the while, and I could give you endless examples. The father saying, Joel, let him go. Let him go. You cannot control this. You never could. So I began to do that. And my son, in that process of me letting go, has, has healed a lot since then. He's nine years old now. Rarely, rarely has any issues with asthma. We protect him from the food issues, but I'm still believing and hoping that Father would heal him of that. But most importantly, his daddy is healed. Not perfect, not flawless, not, I don't even care anymore. I never even give that a thought. Well, that's not true. That's not true. Again, this is no magic wand salvation offering. This is a working out our salvation. Denying the, the flesh man desire to, to, to do all those old patterns of the power of the enemy yet again. And so, where I want to go from here is like, I was repaired. I was healed. I was delivered. The Father literally did remove that from my life. In my willingness to confess and expose myself, literally, years later, just two, not even, probably 18 months ago, I knew my wife and I were to be mikvahed, immersed, baptized. We had been baptized as children. It didn't mean anything. Didn't know what we were doing. This is supposed to be, these are supposed to be things that in, in, in some measure, in some way, we do understand what we're doing. Yes, this is a faith walk, but there are many things we are supposed to understand in order to give it the gravity and weight and substance that it was intended to be. For us, the Father told me clearly, we were to be immersed. Yom Teruah. Two years ago, a year and a half ago. So we got in the water and the, the father told me clearly, for this to be everything that he wanted it to be for me, I had to take off my shirt in front of just two dear families that I love to no end. But that didn't make it any easier for me. Terrified, terrified, terrified. But I knew if I was going to be obedient enough, if I was really going to position myself to receive all the father had in it, that's what I had to do. And I did it that day. And I entered into another level of freedom. Another level of being repaired and healed. So fast forward some more. And we'll get to the redemption part. Because again, my, my point from here is this. I think a lot of times as, as believers, as Christians, we our, our end game goal is kind of just to be freed of something. If there's... Uh, a propensity for an addiction or anything we could we could grab 50 things out of the sky and our goal in our verbiage and in bible studies and things that we're told we need to do by leaders teachers get free get free from that be free be delivered be repaired and healed now that's good and i'm not saying that that's not necessary we absolutely have got to be healed we have to. We have to be healed, repaired. 
But I believe the, the greater work that has to be built upon the repair is the redemption. Okay? And so let me go here for a little bit as we take a few more minutes and close out this, this small two-part series. Over the years, I, can, I, can, I continued and continue today to face my issues, my anxieties, my, my natural man tendency to be a controller of everything, to keep it again in a safe, manageable place. But in my immersion, I went to a level of, of just being completely emptied that I had never known. Even that, I called a brother the morning I'm getting baptized because the father kept bringing something to light. said, you've got to tell someone this. So I called a brother and I told him something I had never told anybody before. Wept so much I could hardly speak. And he listened. And it changed my life. Because I had been freed, and the Father was setting me up to be redeemed. To be redeemed. So when I was journaling some stuff just last Saturday, I just had this like gentle, <laughs> subtle epiphany. If you can have those together. I'm free. I'm not perfect. It's not that I'll never ever deal with these issues again with regularity. But I've been not just healed, not just repaired. I'm seeing the redemptive work of the Father in this, in this, in my identity. More than just personality. This isn't just some psychological assessment. But I mean, like in the makeup that the Father created me to be, to possess, I'm starting to see why I'm this way. Used against me for most of my life. Used to harm others. Used to harm those I love. But now, now, not perfect again, but but laboring to be a, a spirit-controlled man. Walking in the perfect ways of the Father, being holy as He is holy, consecrated, set apart, clean hands, pure heart. That's my, that's my daily moment-by-moment moment goal, is to stay in that place of cleanliness. Knowing I won't, but that's my goal. That's, my, that's what I labor unto through Holy Spirit, empowered by Holy Spirit through the blood of Yeshua Messiah who purchased me and delivered me to become as He is. But I'm realizing now that, that what the enemy used, used to wield against me as a weapon, for almost 42 years at the time, now at 47, the Father's using for good. Using it for good. The same attributes, okay? The same the same source, if you will, being me, me, who I am, is now being used to advance the purposes of the Father for myself, for my household, and for anyone else who I come across in my life. What used to terrify me in regards to my concern over something 
something always bad happening, something horrible around the corner. Now I realize the reason that the Father made me to always be assessing these things the way that I do, I'm just a, I'm a thinker like that. Every day now, this is not an exaggeration, every day of my life, I have this sobering thought of assessing my days. I understand. I don't understand many, many things in the Word of God. But the way I'm made, I understand the brevity of life. I get that. I understand that my life is but a vapor principle. I know that. I think of, I see myself, my life is half over. I see myself as 80. God, I'm going to endure to the end because you promise. You say the only ones who are going to be saved are the ones who endure to the end. Father, keep me. Keep me. Show me. Show me wicked ways in me. Purify me. Help me. Help me. Help me, Hupagramos, one example, Yeshua. I'm going to walk in your ways. I see my son. Next thing I know, I'm going to turn around. He's 20. I'm going to turn around again. He's 40. Father, if I live long enough, help me to walk alongside my son. To love him and lead him in the way that he should go. Train him up. Train him again and again. And so what I'm saying is, I started to realize that my makeup of who I've been, that the enemy took and harnessed and in my submission to give to him, let's be fair about our own role, I was under the power and influence of the enemy. I had not been redeemed, but now that I've been redeemed, the things that the enemy used to take and and pervert and skew and use against me and my family, now, mm -mm, no longer. Now, the, the, the identity that I am and I've always been in Messiah, now those things are used to actually thwart the power of the enemy in my life and in my household. Why? Because now, when that feeling comes, because feelings aren't bad, emotions aren't bad, thoughts aren't bad. What's well, a bad thought? A thought is really only a, a little millisecond of idea. It's everything that happens from that moment on that we have to submit to Messiah. We submit it all to him. As I say all the time in all these teachings and whenever we land here, we are not told to submit our bad thoughts to Yeshua. We are not told to assess our own thoughts, pick out the bad ones, and submit those to him. Listen, you and I don't often even know. We may not even know what is a bad thought, good thought. He said, take every single thought captive. Give them to me and let me decide what's what. I know that's simple, but that's that's a very different view of what we've been taught. So we give them all to him. You figure them out. I submit them all to you. And as we do that, whether it's uh, uh, something that used to incite anxiety and fear and drive me to crazy madness, now I pray. Now I'm at peace. Now I think about good things, blessing. What I have to do to posture my son to be a godly man when he grows up and hopefully have a family of his own that he trains in the way they should go. It's been redeemed. What used to instantaneously instill fear in me now drives me to value every single moment of our day. We don't have casual days. 
I'm not going to get into all that. If you watch this program, you already know how I feel about entertainments and just busying your, your mind and your eyes with entertainments. And I just need some time. I just need some time. I just need some time. Man, what a dangerous phrase. I just need to veg out. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. It's dangerous to do that. Now, I squeeze every moment out of our day. Aware that all could change at any moment in our lives. Valuing everything. But it's in the Father's hands, not mine. I don't have to control it all anymore. I don't have to keep my family safe. This is why this filters in all the way to like my stance on, on violence and, and self-defense and all these things. Because like I know we're labeled crazy, strange, but like my life is not my own. When I read this and I see what it tells me, I believe it. My life is not my own. It's not my own. (laughs) I surrendered it to Messiah. I am literally Yahweh God's possession. And I entrust myself and my family to him. Some call it careless. I call it abandoned faith. Trust to the utmost. But these things about understanding now as we bring this to a close. What used to drive me to fear now drives me to thankfulness, gratefulness. This is how I've been intricately designed by the Father. Just like you have. You've been made the way you are for a purpose. That the Father, if there's any area in you that has not been yet, the Father wants to redeem unto His purpose. Not just set you free so that it's not used against you as a weapon, but it's actually moved further into step two, if you will, of a redemptive work where it's not just stopped from being evil or against you or sin-inducing, but it's not even just that, which is good, which again is part one. But the next phase of that is, I believe, he wants to take that thing and redeem it unto its original purpose that he placed it in you for at the beginning, when he formed and fashioned you. A fulfillment of our purpose, of our identity in him that can only come after we are healed and repaired. He has redeemed me. He sanctifies me unto his purposes, designed me perfectly, And now he uses the intricacies that make me, me, for good. For his purposes. Praise be to the Father. He's good. He's a redeemer. So, for you, bringing this to a close. Think on ways in your life that have, whether for days, weeks, months, years, or for even the majority of your life, been a bondage, been a stronghold, been something that the enemy had power over you in, with. Think about that. Make a list. (laughs) Is there enough paper for us to make lists of these things? Start with a few. And ask the Father. Take time now. I hear so many people, I looked into that for an afternoon. I thought about that during my prayer time for five minutes. Man, this stuff takes our entire life. This stuff takes our entire life. List some things out. Things that 
used to or present moment are bondages in your life. And number one, ask, have I been repaired? Father, have I been repaired? Have I been healed? And then, if yes, submit to the Father and ask if you have been moved to phase two in that thing. Have you been redeemed? Has that area, that area specifically, because we have got to get specific when we start looking at our lives and stop being just so generic. And this blanket of okayness that, well, we have to be okay. We're in Jesus now. I know God. Oh, yes. That's what should drive us to be holy as he is holy. And part of being holy is allowing him to redeem us unto his purposes, accomplishing his will and why we even exist. Again, an identity shift of who we were when we were under the bondage of of sin and shame and depravity and the domain of darkness and moved into the marvelous light of the sun. And so have those areas, if you've been repaired, have they been redeemed? Have they been moved into a purpose and not just kind of put on a shelf as a trophy of, well, I've been delivered from this and delivered from that. Here I am now. No, not just that. I've been redeemed. This that used to be used against me is now moved over this category here where it's now something that is beautiful and the Father uses one of these attributes in my life that He created me to be and to possess. Now, This has been redeemed for his purpose, for his glory, for his namesake. I think that's the greater opportunity that we've been invited into. So repaired and redeemed. This is not an either or. I believe the redeemed, the redemption part of this has to be added to the healing. So look into this verse some more for yourself. Redeemed is all over the scriptures, of course. We just touched on one verse, Psalm 107, verse 2 where it's mentioned twice. So let the redeemed of Adonai say it. That's what we've been doing here. We're saying it. Why? Because there are endless amounts of people out there who just don't have hope and are just stuck and just assume this is just the way I am. No, it's not true. It's a lie. You can be free. You can be repaired and, 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 and you can be redeemed. Thank you for watching. This is the Path to Zion podcast. You can find us online 24-7 all over here on YouTube and at pathtozion.com as well. Reach out to us, as I said at the end of part two. If something came up to you and you don't have anyone in your life, there's so many people have no one to walk beside them right now. And whether you want someone or not, I'm telling you, you have to have someone in your life. Send us a message. Send us a message on Facebook or an email at Podcast at gmail.com. We will respond. We will talk to you on the phone. We will do whatever we need to do to help you get from where you are to if the, if the Father would show us to where you're headed. We don't know, but we trust Him to use us all. So thank you for watching. We'll be back soon for more podcasts. Amen.